Initiating startup sequence. You're listening to the Loud and Queer podcast, Australia's only national radio show by and for queer youth. Listening to Loud and Queer, Australia's only national radio show broadcast live across Australia. As you just heard, my name is Jay, and I'm here today with a very special guest, Casey Thuma. Casey Thuma. Casey Thuma, yeah. and my regular co-host Mark. I'm not a regular co-host. You don't get to hear me very often. I actually produce this show, and two of our presenters are away this week at doing various on their various exploits. So that's, um, I'm just going to start off by introducing myself. Uh, if this is your first time checking into the show, I apologise. What we've got coming up is going to be a bit obscure, but hopefully we'll guide you through it safely. My name is Jay. My age is 23. I'm nearly 24. My pronouns are they, them, theirs, and I identify as bisexual. And yeah, we've, we've, got some, we've got some Steven Universe coming up, some discussion of maybe not the fandom, but some of the stuff that's been, some of the drama that's been surrounding that. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about Nazis, and we're going to cap it all off with a game that we play every week. Um, and I'm sitting here with Mark, who's going to introduce themselves. Oh. Why, hello there. So I'm Mark. I am uh, 19. I'm going to be 20 in a month. That is going to be interesting. That is wild. Exciting. Interesting, <laughs> especially because it's exam season, so... Yeah, uh, I uh, identify as pansexual. I use they them pronouns, and I'm non-binary. So yeah. I'm Casey. I am 15. I use she/her pronouns, and I identify as lesbian. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Um. What are you? How's your week been? It's been pretty hectic, you know, with school and then um, school, more school, and yeah. What about you guys? A lot of school. Yeah. <laughs> A lot. I've been the most literal roller coaster. Like the week started off really bad, actually, with a lot of assessments here and there, and presentations. Oh god, anxiety sometimes. <laughs> but uh, later on, I made a lot of revelations, including potentially changing courses. Ooh. Yes, mm, the I, big decision. Yes. So uh, more of that when I figure that out. But uh, <laughs> the weekend did a lovely little function uh, last night, which I may talk about later on. Actually, a lovely little function. Ah, uh, at a friend's at a friend's house. That, oh. Oh, that's that's that I, intriguing, but at the same time, yeah. like, I'm not sure. I, I feel I like I'm setting fu- myself up to fail. When I say function, I don't mean like a like a party. I mean like a little chill gathering. Oh. So, apologies. That's nice. That's our coverage, bringing bringing you the coverage of Mark's social life. A lovely little function. <laughs> that's so good. I wish I wish I'd had a lovely little function. I just went to work. work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Awful. Anyway, we're gonna play a little bit of Blair Saint Clair. Can you tell us a little bit about what this means to you? Because you were frothing it pretty hard outside. Yes. So I discovered this song at the beginning of the week, and I loved it from there. And then around the middle of the week, when I made my big course change and career change and revelation it had a whole new meaning and yet artists them, themselves is a drag a, a drag performer a, a drag mo- like a drag mother i think and they had there's a lot of good messages in the song very empowering and it's such a good song such Sweet. a good song so this is now or never by blair st Clair, and you're listening to loud and queer on and welcome back to loud and queer i'm jay 
you're listening to us broadcasting live all across Australia. I'm here with Mark and Casey. And Mark's about to lay a bit of knowledge on us about something that I'm not particularly familiar with. And it's um, a Steven Universe, I believe, is, is what it's called. Yes. What is it? <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is it? Okay, I'll start with the basics and I'll try not to spoil anything because we'll get into that later. But uh, basically, it's about uh, so it's about a kid with uh, living with a family, a very unconventional family, three uh, mums, you could say, or well, gems actually, which are like aliens, like rock. Wait, parking. wait, wait! Backpedaling. Yeah, like, it's an animated television. It show. is animated. <laughs> yes, animated. Like yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, and it's about a, a non-traditional family. A very non-traditional family. It explores a lot of themes about in regards to that, and also about uh, sexuality and gender orientation. As the cool. gems themselves, that according to the creator Rebecca Sugar, who bases a lot of, like who's inspired, gets a lot of, like bases all experience in and the themes on her own experience as a bisexual woman. About well, the, well a lot of things would do well. I've said before the gems are technically non-binary but they all use she her pronouns and so there's a lot of like like overtones and a lot of like 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 subtext and but the show is done in a very sweet like in a very like positive way a very positive empowering way that is like one of the best shows currently on air right now nice yeah and why not why did you want to talk about it it sounds awesome but uh, I think you you brought in some news that yes. had that had to do with the show. Yeah, so very interesting. I didn't actually know of this until a Thursday, actually, when a friend of mine actually uh, shared this link with me on Instagram. I looked at it, and it was a very spoily video. And I oh. thought, yes, yeah, spoiler alert! It's a spoiler video. I'm not going to say anything about the actual video itself to anyone who is very interested in the universe because I would not want to spoil that. But basically. Uh, I thought this video was like one of those like fan-made videos that are on YouTube a lot these days, but apparently Cartoon Network really messed up this time. They uh, they have a tendency of doing it before, but they really there's, there's even there's even an article about it. So I found a lot of articles in this, and in summary, they released this podcast about the production of the the show, but they include a lot of unreleased clips. Which spoiled not only a lot of the season finale right now, right now season five, the last nine episodes or so, and a lot of big stuff they pretty much spoiled. They may have even spoiled the actual finale of the whole series. Oh my gosh. Oh no. Yeah. Wait, did you watch it? I did watch it. Oh no. So I, uh, and I can piece together things really easily, so I, uh, I'm trying not to. Uh, I'm trying to still enjoy the show. <laughs> so I, st- I was enjoying the show regardless. But like, it's like when you enjoy something, but you know what's going to happen at the end. It's like there's always that element that you sort of miss. <laughs> so uh, Cartoon Network did that, uh, and not without. And they didn't even do it with the consent of the creator, according to uh, a certain tweets that are no longer there. But uh, Ian joined Quarterly, who used to work on the show, and is the he's in a relationship, current relationship with the creator Rebecca Sugar. He did tweet that they didn't get any clearance. Like, Cartoon Network didn't get the permission of the crew at, like, pretty much at all for this. Yeah. And do you think... Sorry, is Rebecca, is she... She wasn't. She was against it as well. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, I, I was just checking pronouns. I was like... Oh, uh, um, she, yeah. she... She, her pronouns? Yeah. So... So, so Rebecca, do you, do you think Rebecca was like, Hey, Ian, stop. <laughs> Take those tweets down. I'm, like, this is still my job, regardless of whether or not, like, you know, a bad thing has happened. Like, do you think that's why it disappeared? Or do you think Cartoon Network was, like, shady CIA behind the scenes? Like, 
<laughs> I think it's a bit of it's Get rid of it. A couple of those things, maybe. Yeah. The main thing is he did eventually make a more like like positive like like tweet about like they'll still move on despite this. And Cartoon Network took down the podcast, put up a new podcast without the spoilers, and then they made a public apology about it. So okay. They are. I guess yeah. That's not the a thing that they were going for then. Yeah, they were not. But the thing is, they have actually done this before. They uh, did a very similar thing in terms of censorship with uh, anyone who caught the about like I think a year or two ago. There was a censorship thing, and like in Cartoon Network UK, and they censored a very. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything because it's quite like it's backstory. So yeah, but, but essentially what... they censored a a very intimate moment between two, uh, two like two gems who who identify as women. So two, like 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 the same like. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What are the words for that? It's like it's a wallowa. It's yeah. So they <laughs> W-L-W sent... kind yeah. of scene. They... Um, and when you say intimate, like was it like kissing? Or... It was kind of like a fusion, really. So mm. to understand a fusion, essentially a very intimate way of like like becoming a stronger, like a gem or like a more. Like, it's 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 complicated to describe. But and everyone, I, like, I haven't seen much of the show, but that's a thing that happens between multiple different characters at different times, right? Oh, yeah. It's, so it, they, do they censor it when it happened the other times or just this time? They normally don't censor... They, the thing is, they a similar thing happened, but they didn't censor it, but they deliberately censored this one because it was more physical, like, more dancing, and then, like... I, I don't want to get into the specifics, because if I do, we'll spoil the whole thing, but it was, like, think of a very sensual kind of dancing. If that okay. makes any sense. Uh, Sensual dancing doesn't sound that harmful to children, but I wouldn't know because I haven't been one in a while. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this show a... is probably harmful to children, and I, that's oh, not no, no, me. No. It, if anything, <laughs> it's the opposite. That's yeah. the thing. The issue with how the cartoon, how cartoon network is actually like, like, like handling the show is that they are trying to cater to a lot of audiences, but what they're doing is they're trying to censor and do certain things in a very organized way that's like they're trying the message of the show is inclusive positive being inclusive and all kinds of love regardless of like whether it's like love like in the terms of a family environment or love between friends or like even like love like the romantic kind of love which is quite explored quite a bit as well here yeah okay so they are so a show all about being inclusive they're trying to censor that and trying to exclude parts of that which is a bit depressing and also a bit ironic but in a very depressing way so Aww. yeah uh Casey do you have any questions <laughs> I, I don't know I'm kind of like you've explained a lot but I, I don't know it's it's a bit confusing like it is a bit confusing it's a whole lot of information it and, is yeah. the issue the other issue of the show is very serialized so after the first season it's kind of episodic but starting the mid part season one gets very serialized so if you don't keep up with the show you're not gonna know what's going on <laughs> that's so, what happened i think i saw a handful of episodes from season three and i was like what is going on yeah, yeah it's there's so many arcs there's a lot going on yeah so many arcs so many steven bombs they anyway, call it so out of out of 10 how much would you recommend it the show itself yeah 10 out of 10, times affinity. Ah, so. uh, very, very good. Okay, yeah. you heard that, everyone. Uh, Mark recommends you go and watch Steven Universe from the beginning um, and don't look on the internet for any spoilers. Mm, 10, 
10 out of 10 times infinity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, I think we're going to throw to a song and then we're going to come back and have a little bit more chat. Um, we're here with you until 5 on Sin Nation and you're listening to Loud and Queer. This is Crush by Cubs. You're on Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. At the top, we had Crush by Cubsport, and just then we had Wanna Be Missed by Hayley Kiyoko. Yeah. Two beautiful queer songs. Yes. Um, and Hayley Kiyoko is a lesbian, like you. Yay. How cool is that? Yeah. Actually, all the music we play on the show is queer, and there's a Spotify mixtape that we chuck up a link to every week. Should be a scheduled tweet for it. Should go up in about 10 minutes. Go check it out, because... Um, We've actually played a um, hundred songs Ooh. on the show. That was our hundredth song. Ooh. Oh, that's so cool! Um, so cool. that's a hundred songs by queer artists that you might not have heard before. And you can go follow us on Twitter at SinLoud, which is at S Y N L O U D, loud how it's spelt. Um, I would really appreciate that because I kind of put a fair bit of effort into it, and it's just on my personal account. Do it. Yeah, do it. Do do that. <laughs> Um, I'm avoiding the subject, though. What I actually brought in to talk about today on my first episode of the show that I'm on um, uh, and a little bit of content warning for this section, there's some, like, very light discussion of hate crimes against queer people, but I'm going to try and keep it, like, pretty banal, so don't stress out too much. Today, May 6, 2018, is the 85th anniversary of the book burning at the... I'm only going to say this once because I'm going to stuff up the pronunciation. The Institute for Sexual Wissenschaft, which was a non-profit foundation in Berlin, which was and founded in 1919. So it's like this old, big old library slash research building. It was founded by a Jewish doctor and researcher named Magnus Hirschfeld, um, he actually surveyed 10,000 people for his book, which was published in 1914, called The Homosexuality of Man and Woman. So, like, before Alfred Kinsey, there was this guy who was doing all this research into, like, gay people and sexuality and gender and all this stuff. And at the time, the Institute was, like, the biggest collection of books and research on gay and transgender people in the world. And it was visited by around 20,000 people each year. Um, so it was huge. Like there was trans people who worked there, um, and there was endocrinology and surgical services, and they conducted like the first modern sex reassignment surgeries in the thirties. Um, and this is also like all happening at the point where in Germany you could be arrested for wearing clothes that didn't match the gender you were assigned at birth. So if you were assigned male at birth and you were walking around in what people consider air quotes, women's clothing, um, you could go to jail for that. So Hirschfeld was one of the guys who worked with Berlin's police department to curtail these arrests by creating like an accreditation system of passes that the Institute would offer. So people would have like little certificates saying that they were allowed to basically wear the clothes that they were wearing, which is still a messed up system, but it's kind of cool that he was engaged in like, not just medical research, but, like, regulatory solutions for people to just be able to, like, walk around and live their lives. Um, and then, on this day, Facebook on this day, um, in 1933, the German Student Union made an organised attack on the Institute, and over the next few days, they hauled the entire library out onto the street and burned it. So lists of names and contact details of staff and patients were seized, um, and those were eventually used to round up gay and trans people and send them to Nazi death camps. Um, so I don't think not liking Nazis is a very controversial opinion. 
Um, <laughs> but I feel like white queer people such as myself tend to come into not liking Nazis as a very, like, detached, like, oh, it's bad, but I'm here as an ally and it's not about me. And it's, like, it's so, like... It's so much more personal than that, and it's so much more important to be personally engaged with dismantling, like, white supremacy and Nazism as we see it today, as it's becoming more and more mainstream to sort of align yourself with fascism. I think, yeah, like, that's just a thing that I guess I wanted to bring up because it's important history that a lot of people don't know about. And when I found out about it, I was like, oh, my goodness, what is happening? Why? And, like, why does no one remember this? Like, this is literally an event that set our community back by decades in terms of what we knew about ourselves and like the acceptance that we had and what we could tell people about ourselves because there was all these, you know, those famous photos of the Nazi book burnings where there's like a pile of books on fire and there's someone just flinging one in. That was that. That was the, um, you know, the Institute for Sexual Research. Um, it Like there was a lot of books that were like collected from surrounding libraries by Jewish authors and stuff. But the vast bulk of that was research about trans people of which I am one. <laughs> and it makes me really, really upset to know that like, we could be 40 years ahead of where we currently are with acceptance of transgender people if it wasn't for the bloody Nazis. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like. You know, like, there was some, like, there was good stuff. Like, um, Hirschfeld didn't, like, personally get killed. He was, like, away on holiday in Switzerland or something, so he survived that when a lot of people didn't. Um, and his one of his colleagues, Harry Benjamin, did um, as well. He went to... America and hooked up with um, Alfred Kinsey, who, if you're not familiar with, was kind of the guy who came up with a lot of, like, the idea that sexuality is fluid and that it can move along a a spectrum and there can be sexualities that exist between gay and straight and was behind a lot of, like, legitimising that. And we have a much more complex understanding of it, but this was early, early times. Um, And one of the things, Alfred Kinsey had a patient um, that he came to Benjamin about and was like, what do I, like, this person says they're a girl born in a boy's body. Like, what do I do about that? And they actually together developed the first um, hormone replacement therapy, um, which is prescribing estrogen um, to someone to feminize their body. So, like, that was really, really cool. Um, and it was work that they could have done much faster had they retained access to the library and networks in Berlin. So... Nazis are bad, but again, not a very controversial point, but just all relevant context for what I'm saying, I guess. We would have had the medical capabilities much earlier. Um, And like today we have um, people who are not necessarily, I would say, in the community, but they're out there, like Milo Yiannopoulos, um, who are gay Nazis. And that's, you know, it's a thing it's always been a thing and i feel like white people just need to do better um at owning up to that and owning the fact that that is that there is that thing that happens in our community where some white queer people are nazis and um it's the ultimate betrayal really because it's ahistorical and what yannapolis and other people who agree with him are doing um and there are people who agree with him are like literally turning their back on everything that we fought for in a way um you know, there are other queer white supremacists like Kevin Wilshaw and Nikki Crane in the UK who are quite famous, um, or the Gay Aryan Skinheads is an actual group in Russia um, of young people, and a lot of them are trying to present themselves as being like quite friendly to white gay people, even while like a lot of their members and broader movements are 
advocating for literally killing us. So, <laughs> yeah, again, content warning. Sorry about this. But, like, it's just something that I kind of had to get off my chest because I don't want to kind of stay silent and make anyone think that that, that it's acceptable to even be friends with people. Like, I guess sometimes you have the idea that it's like, oh, you know, like, I'll be friends with people because we have this thing in common and maybe we believe different things, but it doesn't really affect the relationship. It's just like, do not be friends with white supremacists or racists or, like, people who are even close to Nazis. Like, or at least try... Like, if you do have a friend like that, you need to be, like, actively annoying the crap out of them until they stop because this stuff um if it becomes any more mainstream it's going to start uh leading to some really bad things in our community you know and we have enough to deal with i had more but i'm gonna like kind of stop because i can see both of your faces are just like what (laughs) i'll be honest i'm a little bit cold right now you're a little bit cold do you want my jacket I've, uh, I've got a jacket here. So, oh, okay. Yeah, cool, because I couldn't remember where I put it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just feel like if you're um, if you're not white, then obviously I guess you care about Nazis. But I feel like if you're white and queer, it's too easy to put that thing on the back burner and just forget about it. And, like, if you're white and queer, you should care about Nazis a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And not just because I'm fascinated by them, but, like, <laughs> because <laughs> I'm constantly looking up looking up Nazis and figuring out what they're doing. Um, and, like, that just starts with engaging with it and educating yourself. Um, like, because these people gaining political power and influence is direct and material physical threat. Um, but also showing up and acting in solidarity with people who are already in this fight and the people... And deferring to the people who are already in this fight, which are, like, you know, people of colour and Jewish people who have been in this fight for literally 100 years. And so have we, but we just haven't been showing up and we need to start showing up. Yeah. That's my yeah. screed. <laughs> what do you yeah. reckon? Uh, yeah, like, a lot of that, like, fundamentally, the main thing is we need to do more stuff, we need to do something, and hopefully anyone who has those kinds of beliefs can either, like, be, like, not have those beliefs, yeah. I guess, yeah. for a start. Well, like, my concern is not even, like, converting actual Nazis to leftism or whatever. It's more like the the way it gets atomized through the culture. Yeah. You know. A more open mind, balanced kind of thinking. Like, at the very, like, essentially, keep your mind open and don't do that. But not too open because you might accidentally let some Nazi stuff fall in there. That is um, true. That is very true. <laughs> no, yeah. No, keep keep your mind open, but also, like, listen to, like, not listen to me as in, like, listen to people who know more about this. Like, that's how I kind of like, learned about a lot of this stuff is just from people around me having these conversations. And it might, like, there's, like, a pyramid of effect when I'm talking about something, like, atomizing through the culture. I'm, I'm thinking, like, it might be, like, your friend who thinks that the whole thing about cultural appropriation is just garbage. Um, and that, like, oh, why do people even care? And it's just, like, that might not on the surface seem like anything comparable. But it's, like, this, I, it's, it's this kind of more base... Um, precepts that like people of color don't know what they're talking about and it's like you need to like sort of dismantle that before you can get to the next step which is like fighting nazis (laughs) like you you need to be able to get over some of those hurdles so you might have a friend who's even just like a tiny bit racist and um it's important to sort of be pushing back against that everywhere we can and like as compassionately and as kindly as we can because ultimately a lot of this comes out of fear and hate um, and if you can deal with someone in a way that's not 
outright stigmatizing and like completely destroying the way that they're looking at the world right now because that's something that's like very precious to all of us if you can kind of try and look at their lens and say okay i have hope for you and i want to be able to approach you but if someone's a literal nazi like don't don't be nice to them i'm just saying be nice to your (laughs) friends and try and try and like try try and um let this kind of bleed through your life if you can is is my advice to everyone (laughs) i'm done preaching now i said i wasn't gonna preach i was just like this is about history (laughs) but um yeah like even recently during the marriage equality um debate air quotes debate we saw a lot of um australian-based nazi groups distributing like anti-marriage equality posters so it's like a very present and current thing that they're around and like yeah i just feel like it if anything needs to be erased from history, (laughs) (laughs) it would be, like, neo-Nazism. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, move on some songs. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. That's 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 the reaction I usually get. That's why I don't come on air much. But I do think it's very important to talk about it and address that, though, because not a lot of people would would know about it. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I only found out about it maybe six months ago, and it has been burning a hole in my brain yeah. because I'm like, how did we lose all of this history and no one ever talks about it? Mm. Like, no one ever mentions it. Mm. Yeah, it... I feel like in between all of the ANZ and Westpac ads I've seen around Mardi Gras, someone could have managed to, like, tell me about, (laughs) (laughs) like, the fact that Nazis literally burned decades of history. Like, that was, that would be, that would have been, like, important coming out knowledge to have. Mm. Very important. Yeah. And you give everyone, like, a pack when they come out. It's like, this is why being political is important. Don't (laughs) let that shit slide. Um, this is, I put this on the run sheet. Um, If you haven't heard Dirty Computer yet... What are you doing? What this are you is, doing? What are you like, doing? Dirty computer. This I is don't actually. Oh know that. no! Well, you're about to. This is Janelle Monae with Crazy Classic Life, oh, a huge I, album from a wonderful. Oh, I, I know her actually. Queer artist. You know her personally? <laughs> no, no, no. I know her from another week when we played one of her songs. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you're about to know her a little bit more. This is Crazy Classic Life. You're listening to Loud and Queer on Sin Nation. We all need songs to be self-evident. <laughs> You're on Loud and Queer with Jay, Mark and Casey. At the top, we heard Crazy Classic Life by Janelle Monet and Can I Say Baby by Girlie. Yeah, so we're, we're having a much lighter chat now. Yeah, I just yeah. I just love yeah. that song. I'm, so I have a jacket on now, so yeah, let's... Yeah, uh, we're all warm up. We're all warmed <laughs> up. Yeah. It's all good. It's, um, what, 4.45 and you're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, do Good you want stuff. me to froth first then? Froth or? away. Oh, yeah. So this week has been a complete and other roller coaster. like oh, I said way, before. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This week has been a roller coaster, but I should give some context for people who haven't heard the show before. <laughs> this is a regular segment that we do where we talk about things that we frothed this week or things that we didn't. Yeah. Please carry on roller coastering. Yes. Now, see, the thing, it's kind of like it's a froth, but then has a bit of a, another froth but not froth. I'll try to be as concise as I can. So oh uh, this week was a uh, mental health week from my uni, Monash, which uh, 
yeah, it's really good. So they do a lot of activities just to promote like like mental health. This year's community, so being inclusive and like doing fun stuff together, family, friends, all of that. And、um, uh, one of the things that my club does, I'm in the committee for music and arts at my campus, which is very popular actually. So、uh, we're doing that, and、uh, we're doing a butterfly mural on the chalk, on like with chalk on the ground right near the main area. A butterfly. Yeah, it was like a butterfly, but it had the mental health like day like message as the body. Right. It had wings, and people could write in chalk all, all around it. Okay. And it was absolutely like amazing. Like on the day or the night before, I was trying to get like other people, like some of my friends, to like get their messages to me because I had a feeling that none of them would be able to show off for that, and I was right because none of them could. So I was able to get some of their messages on the chalk. Some other people got their messages on the chalk. One person actually drew a lot of like little things here, some、uh, symbol like 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 you know Japanese, Chinese, like the the characters like、mm. like hanjinus and that. Yeah. And they were drawing the characters like love and friendships and that. And some people were drawing Pikachu. Like Pokemon, and then Squidward showed up behind the house. Like, that's then, wonderful. And one person drew this like really detailed like part, like like a whale and all these other like little colors and this and that. And、uh, I think the president of my club was like, they should have actually done the butterfly mirror instead, maybe because of, like the body, because like they did so much, they did that so well. That's really so, nice. Yeah. So. That froth was a really good froth, and、uh, <laughs> between that and my decision to like do psychology, I feel really good right now. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Yay! Yeah. Big froth. Big, big froth. Big, big week of froths. Big week of froth with a little bit of unfroth from the fact that exam, like assessment, stress, and my family is still not. If they're not, not frothing not about、king. me, they're not <laughs> frothing about me deciding to do psychology. So. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's a big decision switching majors. It is. It means I either can go to like Monash Clayton, which is really far away, or I go to a different uni, which I、uh, mm. I still need to research. I need to go to my high school careers advisor. Haven't done that in a while, so I don't even、yeah. have one. So you'll be right. <laughs> you'll figure it out. Hopefully, we、yeah. believe in you. Casey, I hate to put you on the spot since it's your first time on the show, but do you have a froth? Yes, I do have a froth. So I'll give you guys a bit of context. I. Last year, I had I was in a friendship with I'd say they were my best friend, and we did everything together. And we, you know, I shared all of my information, he shared his. You know, we were like really, really close. And then we had a falling out. And then towards the end of the year, and then start of this year, we weren't talking. And then the other day, I got a message from him, and he said, "Hey, would you like to go to the movies?" And I was like. I questioned it. I was like, "Oh, you know, maybe not." And then the next day, I was like, "Oh, you know, I think that'd actually be a really good thing to do because we had a really, really good friendship, and I didn't want to let that go. And I was, and I don't want to be the person to hold a grudge. So I went to the movies. First, we went out to dinner, and we had a huge talk, and we kind of just resolved everything. And we realized that, you know, we had a break, but it was. It was good because we could focus on what we did wrong and then how to improve it. And then now we're back to being really good friends again. And so I am frothing, not holding grudges, and you know rekindling friendships because I feel really good. And now we're both in a good place. So yeah. I can only aspire to one day have that level of emotional maturity. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was really good. That、yeah. is actually almost literally bring a tear to my eye. I know. <laughs> like that's such a that's so good. I wish you. All the best. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks, like, guys. Rekindling friendships, like, like I, 
I'm really glad you're doing that because like I've had a lot of friendships and had a lot of friendship issues and like I think we all it's, do. It's, 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 it's yeah. like Human. to be able to rekindle a friendship like that. It's like it's really really good. Yeah. And I'm I'm like I this is the first time I met you, but like I'm like really respect you now actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, cool. yeah. Thank you. Uh, that, yeah. That's really good. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. What about you, Jay? What are you frothing? Oh, uh, I love books. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I'm not afraid to say it. I love books so much. I, um, I bought a book this week. I actually, I bought several books this week. I, I bought a book and buying a book was not a thing that I used to do before I got a job because I would only buy books from like savers and the op shop and stuff because I was too poor to yeah. justify <laughs> buying actual books. Um, but I have, I've been reading, I just finished reading a book that I've wanted to read for a really long time called How I Escape My Certain Fate. Um, and it's by a comedian named Stuart Lee, um, who's one of my favorite performers, comedians, writers in the whole wide world right now. And his book is really funny because it kind of takes this academic approach. Uh, I mean, funny, strange. It's also funny because that's his job but it takes this um kind of academic approach to comedy where it's like I'm going to print out three transcripts of my shows and then I'm going to annotate them and let you know like how it's all put together um and kind of pull it apart and I think people who are not massive nerds are afraid that if you pull apart a joke or like a piece of comedy that it'll kind of ruin it because you'll understand how it's put together but I read the book and I read the transcripts and all the footnotes and all of the sort of surrounding stories and I felt like and then I went back and I've watched one of his jokes and I'm like this is so much better now because I can kind of start to peel back the layers and see the clockwork underneath it and I'm just fascinated by that so I guess I just had a big week of geeking out (laughs) 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 Um, and yeah and just loving books and the next one that I'm going to read is called um, it's it's in an object lesson series which is like this random publisher that I can't remember the name of which is fine because this is a non-commercial venture Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, and they have a series called Object Lessons and they talk about different like hotels or you know alfoil or drones and this book is about drones and I'm really interested to learn more about them nice yeah Yeah. like from someone he literally like bought like it's like did 20... you buy a drone? No, I bought like twenty third like books like uh, oh, around fifty bucks. Okay, so, I, I thought uh, you. I didn't know you bought books. I thought you bought a drone. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was no. Like, so, show me your drone. <laughs> to put context, yeah. before I got here, I found this like second hand book sale at the Rotary, which I like. I went over there and it had so many good books, like one dollar, two dollars, three dollars. Like, oh my gosh, I'm in book heaven. So <laughs> that I was amazing. Yeah. So I came out with like a crate. And a little bag, a bag of books, and I don't know how to get that home now. So, yeah. well, best of luck to you, um, Casey. It's been amazing having you on the show. Thank you. It's been good to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah. It's so cool. Please come back anytime. But next week we do have our regular hosts back, Evie and Dan. I nearly forgot Dan's name. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing here? I run this thing apparently. Um, and yeah, it's been really cool. You can follow us on Twitter at SinLoud. That's S Y N loud how it's spelt um and we've got a facebook group that's kind of semi-active but you can go hang out with us in there we're all in there it's the sin nation loud and queer community cafeteria on facebook um i know the name is awful i came up with it thank you very much <laughs> me like long facebook group names and nazis that's what i'm about <laughs> just ruining the show from the inside i am my own saboteur um, and we have a podcast you can listen to this show again on omni itunes and stitcher especially if you've just tuned in and this is the end i'm so sorry but you can look us up we're loud and queer do you guys have any final thoughts 
Uh, we went through quite a... There's actually, like, a, quite a few kinds of emotions like like we There's start been a broad range of emotions yeah. yes definitely go back and listen to the podcast so you can definitely. absorb them all in full yeah, yeah. i would highly recommend that <laughs> yeah. um i am just gonna say i hope everyone has for this coming week have a real froth of a week like no have froths a great just week. no 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 froths so like always just froths just continue to froth <laughs> continual yeah. froths yes yeah. Take some time off to sleep. <laughs> yes, I actually really need to do that, actually. Oh, yeah. Have a great sleep, everyone. Have a great week. Bye. You're listening to Loud and Queer and Sin Nation. Bye. Bye-bye. You can tune in to hear Loud and Queer streaming live on Sin Nation at sin.org.au. You can find more of our episodes on Omni, SoundCloud and iTunes. Our podcast music is by accident. You can find more of her music on Bandcamp. You can find us on Facebook in the Sin Nation Loud and Queer Community Cafeteria and find us on Twitter at Sin Loud.